Blog Talk Radio.
higher, Jehovah, the mighty God. that you are here in the love of God. I want to thank all of those who come up beforehand and pray for the services. It is very much appreciated, and we are seeing a difference. Amen. Praise God. We want to thank the Lord for his goodness and for his mercy and for bringing us out together in his grace in his peace, and in his love. I pray that everyone had a happy Thanksgiving, that you had what you wanted to eat or enough of what was available to eat, and that you enjoyed yourself. Amen? It's good good to be with people that you care about and persons that care about you And you can enjoy their fellowship and company and be blessed. Amen? Well, we're going to have our meal, and our meal is the Word of God. It's good to be in the company of the saints with those who care about you, with those who share a like precious faith with you, who are believing God as you are, pulling together with you for your growth in Christ, it's a good thing to have those that you can fellowship with that are walking together with you in God's grace. Amen? So I want to say uh, good evening once again. Thank you for coming. We are praying for many persons, and we are collecting greeting cards, uh, sympathy cards for uh, Kevin, Alex, and Noel. They're one family. Uh, They had the uh, homegoing of one of their very close family members. Also... Brother Sam, who's frequently on our prayer list, lost his younger brother. They are having the home going for his youngest brother. And Sister Tiffany has had some uh, medical challenges and had to spend some time in the hospital. So we are sending get well cards or encouragement cards to her. And all you need to do is send them to me at the ministry address, which is P.O. Box 2715, Jacksonville, Florida, 32203, USA. And put on the bottom of the envelope or on the back of the envelope, but, you know, somewhere out of the postman's way, 
which individual or individuals the card is for. And I will put them all together when I figure I have them, and I'll send them to those persons. Amen? Amen. And so that's how we do it. That's how we express our love and care. Uh, That's how we share in other people's burdens. Amen? So uh, I want to thank you for all the times in the past that you've participated willingly and lovingly, and I know that you will do so again. Amen? Amen. You see, God takes notice of how we treat other members of the body of Christ because truly this is our family. If you recall, uh, when Jesus was preaching before he was arrested, uh, his family came, his biological family came because they heard this and they heard that and they heard this and they heard so much. And so they were coming to get him because he was claiming to be the son of God. And so they were coming to get him and to try to reason with him to stop doing that because it was upsetting the Jewish leadership and people, some people were saying this and some people were saying that. And there was this whole big stir about him. And he made the comment, who is my mother, my, my sister, my brother? Who? Who? That's what Jesus said. Who is my mother? That's what Jesus said, because his biological family was right there. And he says in Matthew chapter 12, let me... um, Let me correct this a minute. Amen. It says in Matthew 12, beginning with verse 46, While he yet talked to the people, behold, his mother and brethren stood without desiring to speak to him. Then one said unto him, Behold, thy mother and brethren stand without desiring to speak with thee. But he answered and said unto him that told him, Who is my mother and who are my brethren? And he stretched forth his hand toward his disciples and said, Behold, my mother and my brethren, for whosoever shall do the will of my Father which is in heaven, the same is my brother and sister and mother. So Jesus put his spiritual family ahead of his biological family. And most Christians would never think to do that, but that's what Jesus did. That was that was his point of view. His point of view is those that do the will of my father, that's my family. That's my family. That's my family. It's not necessarily the biological connection. 
It's the spiritual connection with my father and myself that takes the priority. It takes the preeminence. And too many of us, when we come to Christ, we don't get it. We don't get it that we we have another family. And this family is going to be with us for all eternity. The biological family may not be, but the spiritual family will be. And that's how Jesus sees it. So, if this if you've been viewing it differently, I would suggest that you have a little talk with your savior so that he can help you to understand his point of view. Amen. Some of you have and are experiencing suffering because you haven't shifted yet. You're still expecting the biological family to do this massive change and become like the spiritual family. And they may, but they may not. Amen? This is a whosoever will faith. And so Jesus placed the spiritual family, those who obey the Father, those who walk in the Spirit, he gave them the preeminence to the biological family. I know that some of you are still struggling with this. You're still having a hard time. So go to Jesus and listen and allow him to explain to you how he sees it. Because as long as you continue to operate out of how you see it, you'll never see what he sees. And you'll never understand that passage. Amen? Until you go to the Lord and have a talk with Jesus and let him clear your thinking and open your eyes, you'll never understand that scripture and you'll never see things the way he does. Amen? Amen. So that means Many of us need to have that little talk with the Lord. Amen? Many of us need to have that talk with the Lord. It will help us in our walk and in our expectations here on earth. Because to tell you the truth, uh, for many years of my life, I had unrealistic expectation. I expected things to happen that just didn't because those persons were uh, extremely impudent and rebellious and full of pride. And I had to learn that some of my expectations really were unrealistic. So I graduated from that school of thought that I was in, and I moved on to God's point of view. So I want to encourage you, if you're still 
in the struggle part with that, then have that talk with the Lord. Have that talk with the Lord. So you can come to understand why he said what he said in Matthew chapter 12, that scripture I just I just read. And then things will improve for you. The struggle will not be as intense because your priorities and your viewpoint and your understanding will be more like the Lord. All right? All right. And that's your dessert. I hope you enjoyed it. (laughs) That's your dessert. I hope you enjoyed it. No whipped cream, no extra calories, but it's your dessert. Amen. Praise God. And I hope everybody um, is feeling fine. You know, after you're on a prolonged fast and then you go into eating everything that you want to eat, sometimes there might be a little discomfort because your stomach Uh, is not quite as expanded as it once was. But I pray that everyone overcame that and went on to have a marvelous, marvelous holiday, giving thanks to the Lord for all that he has done and all that he is. Amen? Amen. So let's keep going. I will praise thee, O Lord, my God, with all my heart, and I will glorify thy name forevermore. Heavenly Father, I glorify you, and we praise your holy name. We will bless you at all times, and your praise shall continually be in our mouths, for you are the king of all the earth. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty for all that is in heaven and in the earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted as overall. Now, therefore, my God, we thank you and we praise your glorious name for you are good and your mercy endures forever. Because your loving kindness is better than life to us, our lips shall praise you and we will bless you and glorify you while we live. We will lift up our hands in your name as you satisfy our souls as with marrow and fatness and our mouths will praise you with joyful lips. Holy, holy, holy are you, Lord God, almighty which was and is and is to come. You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for you have created all things, and for your pleasure they are and were created. So we were created for God's pleasure. You are not worthless. It doesn't matter how you were treated. You are a person of worth. 
You are not worthless. I know humans, sometimes even motivated by demons, treat us differently. They don't treat us with the esteem that God gives us. But you see, they're not perfect and and righteous altogether either. He is. And we were created for his pleasure. Not Not necessarily for other people's pleasure, but for God's pleasure. And if we're good enough for God, and since we're good enough for God, we ought to be good enough for everybody else too, especially ourselves. Because some of us, some of us have listened to the enemy for too long. And some of us have believed the lies of the enemy for too long. Because sometimes the enemy used the mouths of people that we loved and respected. And they did not respect us in return. So we listened because we esteemed them but they did not, in return, esteem us. Well, guess what? You can always turn their volume down and even off. You can choose to just listen to the Lord and what he has to say. And since we were all created for his pleasure, it's up to him to determine our worth. Not anyone else, not even ourselves. It's up to him. So I would encourage you to listen to what God has to say about you, his point of view. Not your own, not somebody else's. You see, other people think they know what you've been through, and maybe some of them do. A lot of them don't. But he's the one who knows it all. He knows every place you've ever been hurt or wounded or disappointed and all your joyful places as well, places of satisfaction and true loveliness. So listen to the Lord. Stop listening to your own emotions because emotions fluctuate. Five minutes ago, you could have been angry, and by now, you're quite calm and serene. Amen? So don't let your emotions tell you who you are or how you ought to handle matters or what you ought to think or believe or do. Always go to God because he is the truth, and there is no lying in him anywhere. Amen? There is no lying in him, no falsity, none of that. You can depend on what he said. Amen? Amen. So hopefully as you continue for the rest of the year and into the new year, you'll remember this little conversation, this little chat that we had. And you'll remember who to listen to. Amen? You'll remember... You can turn the volume off someplace else. You can turn the volume down someplace else. But you can always listen to the Lord. You can tell yourself to be quiet because yourself does not know everything. Amen? 
you can tell yourself, self, be quiet. You're saying things that don't agree with the Bible. See, you can do that. And besides self, you don't know everything. There. You can do that. Amen? You can do that. You don't know everything, self. So be quiet. I'm going to ask the Lord. There you have it. You got it. Amen? You got it. A special welcome to all of our first-time listeners. We are a Christian. Protestant, international, loving, church, founded in the love of Jesus Christ. We are a miracle ministry. We are a teaching ministry. We are a deliverance ministry. We minister healing. And we do what Jesus did. We love people. And we encourage everyone to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior before you exit this world. And if you haven't, perhaps as you continue to listen to us, you will find a good reason to do so. Praise God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. So when you hear yourself telling yourself, you know that really was dumb what you did, you tell yourself, you need to be quiet, self, because Jesus has never told me I was dumb. What I decided might not have been the right thing, but Jesus never told me that I was dumb. See, that's what you do. You tell yourself to be quiet. It works. Amen. (laughs) It works. And after a while, yourself will get used to you telling it to be quiet. And it'll shut right up. (laughs) Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position, seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, we bind Satan, the strong man, and all of his evil angels, evil spirits, all of his demonic agents, his Decisions, timings, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, orders, all of his underlings. And we cancel all demonic assignments and satanic agendas against the righteous. We take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name. We bind every form of godliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ. We come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. And we come out of agreement with Satan, his agents, and their wicked powers. We close and seal all portals, channels, open doors of access to the enemy. We pull down all demonic thrones. We bind the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in high places. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord, and garland. We bind the demons and workers of darkness in the heavenlies, in the bush, and in the deep. We bind rape and murder to its strong men and dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains and darkness, placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. We bind the sources of all witchcraft attacks, and we return the attacks onto the heads of the devils that bring them to cling to them for eternity. We bind all trafficking, reporting, watching, peeping, listening. 
whispering familiar electronic digital technology demons in their attacks. We bind Leviathan spirits in their attacks. We bind our brainwashing Kundalini spirits in their attacks, water and marine spirits in their attacks, sex devils in their attacks, unclean spirits in their attacks, passive devils, their attacks, pain-afflicting spirits, sleep deprivation, artificial intelligence, smart dust, and drone spirits, all sorcery devils and their attacks, all seducing, womanizing, whoredom spirits and their attacks, all the voices of the stranger and their attacks, all hypnotic trance devils and their attacks, and all mystic rituals and their intent. We take authority, dominion, and power over pain-afflicting spirits, artificial intelligence, sleep deprivation spirits, smart dust spirits, the Havana syndrome, brain changes, injuries, all remote viewing, all sonic and audio weapons, the voices of the stranger, the charmer, and the seducer. We buy rele radio so horikisa di di brusha kiara yarikita da brisha radio so raka ritualistic spirits that keep us bound in Jesus name rumba babriki arresta da bru irukohala radio so ndre briki ala radio so ra isha regisi mama mama roka kayasa we bind electromagnetic attacks smart technology and particle attacks techno paganism and mind controlled by the occult. We bind force feedback, cyber stalking, cyber sex, cyber sex crime, pornography, demonic curiosity, bewitching spirits, which manipulate modern technology, pulsed microwave radiation attacks, designed to cause neurological problems and brain injuries, debilitating headaches, vertigo, binding directed energy, microwave weapons, and binding all vibrations which are demons. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for that. We bind targeted radio frequencies, pulse weapons and their attacks, microwave attacks, debilitating sonic frequency attacks, and the work of every druid. We bind hypnotic and trance devils in their attacks, all mystic rituals in their intent. We bind all microwave frequency weapons, 5G and components, everything coming from another galaxy or what we refer to as outer space. As a weapon against humans, we bind you in the name of Jesus. We raise the shield of faith, and we deflect and return your attacks in Jesus' name. Any spirit or weapon or entity attacking us, any beam attacking us, from a star, from a planet, from a station on a planet, from the satellite, even in manipulating the weather, we bind you in the name of Jesus and we bind your wicked works. We bind any spirit coming off of an orbit to assail us or to hurt us. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. Wicked entities. Coming through, the veil to attack. We bind you, and we ask our Heavenly Father to seal that place that you're not able to come through to hurt humans. Father, we lift up to you all the warfare in the second heaven in the name of Jesus Christ. 
You heard my prayer this morning, Father, and I thank you for answering in Jesus' name. Rike, we lift up our nation's capital, whatever nation we happen to be in. And the demonic warfare that goes on in the heavenlies above each of those capitals. We bind it in the name of Jesus Christ. We chain those wicked entities with eternal chains under darkness. We place them into the spiritual cage, and we send them to the feet of Jesus for immediate judgment. We thank you for it, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you and we give you praise in Jesus' name. We bind anything coming through the satellite, through the cell towers, and through our electronic devices against us in Jesus' name. We bind all spying and surveillance coming through our electronic devices in the name of Jesus. We send every attack back. Every attack must go back in the name of Jesus. Every audio attack must go back in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you. We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind Buddhist, Black Magic, Santeria, Kabbalah, Egyptian, Chaldean, Hindu, Indian, African, European, North American, South American, Caribbean, Black and White Magic in the name of Jesus Christ. All Arida tribal groups, we bind your witchcraft and your occult activities in Jesus' name. We bind all occult literature. Books on how to do incantations. Books on how to engage in occult practices. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. Books that teach you how to cast spells. And all such teaching and literature on the Internet. Father, we take authority, dominion, and power from our position seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus over the proliferation of demonic literature, satanic literature, Occultic literature. We bind that proliferation. Even in the commercials, even in the movies, all over the internet. In gaming, in seminars, in teaching, in classrooms, in universities. In churches of sorts. We curse it at its root in Jesus' name. Just as Jesus cursed the fig tree in the name of Jesus Christ. 
Rakata Rukoto Dobresha de Yosura, Rinda de Breka de Diosula de Diosula de Diosura Kai, Rinda de Braka. In the book of Acts, Father, they brought all of their occultic literature. And they burned it. Rukoto Ruki. Rilla de Diosurre. Cajala de Diosurre. Kisa Tarabri. Rokate de Abrishale de Diosura de Diosurre. Kisa. Rokate. May the power of God intervene when young minds are being seduced away into wickedness. Urgara de Yasa. Rungi de Abrishale de Diosurre. Kisa Tarabrike. Rinde de Abrika de Diosuda la Diosurre. Kisa. Rungi de. We bind demonic curiosity in Jesus' name. Runda da brese la di Diosula da Diosur, Rikisa da Dabri, Reca de Rebrusha da Dia Carrala da Diosundre Bri, Reca de Rebrusha da Rabroca, Bababa Barucota, Ruca de Rebrisha da Dienda, Riki de Rebrusa da Diasa, Barucota Rebrisha da Father, we take authority, dominion, and power over these demonic challenges that go forth, teaching young people to eventually commit suicide, to sin continually throughout the challenge and to end by taking their own lives as the as the ultimate in the challenge. We take authority, dominion, and power over that in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we ask that you uncover those individuals that promote such things to the proper authorities that they might be arrested, apprehended, and put behind bars, Father, in the name of Jesus, to put an end to the to those spirits of murder that are are released to young minds. And eventually many of them do commit suicide, Father. So we plead the blood of Jesus over their mind. We bind the, the, the spellbound spirit in Jesus' name, the bewitching spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. We take authority, dominion, and power over the massive effect that Harry Potter had on teaching because the teachers and the librarians in the schools were pushing the students to read those books and to continue in the series that teaches you how to become a witch or a warlock or a wizard. We take authority, dominion, and power over those things, Father, in Jesus' name, and its influence over impressionable minds in the name of Jesus Christ. Their imaginations. Do not belong to the Antichrist. Their imaginations do not belong to Satan. You don't call us, Father, to live in a world of imaginings and make-believe. You call us to live in the world of truth. And reality. Rakamba 
ringe de resela de dios sola de dios sonda de braca corre la 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 dios sonda de brisa de dios sola de dios sa reca de brisa de dios corre que lord our youth are being sucked away into a vacuum of lies and it begins when they are little it begins with customs and traditions that are not based in truth that compete with truth. The truth is found in Luke chapter 2. However, from the moment they are conceived, even after birth, they are taught about a, a reindeer with a red nose and other such things that are not truth. Father, we ask that you begin to convict persons, especially in the body of Christ, that perpetrate such things. Children's minds are to be developed in the light of the word of God, not in the light of video games and toys and cell phone information. So, Father, we claim the minds of the youth for the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor, Father. In Jesus' name, we bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind all free-flying devils. We bind all evil spirits which take animal forms, shape-shifting spirits even, trapping them into their shifted form for eternity. We bind each demon responsible for the dominion of sin in our culture. We bind impulsivity, inattention, racing mind, hyperactivity, low levels of dopamine. We bind the prince of the power of the air, and we return his powers to Jesus Christ. We bind the power of the dog and every abomination that's been committed. We bind the Lord of the flies and their agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We bind the Mandela effect and all satanic ritual abuse, devil satanic worship, witchcraft dedication, and our rituals done on the phases of the moon. We bind all formations of bullflies and demonic insects. We bind all spiders in their webs, trapping them in their own webs. We bind the transference of evil spirits, spirits of infirmity, supplanting the gods of the people of the land, the gods of the groves, and every spirit that exalts science, logic, human reasoning, and demonic knowledge against the knowledge of God and makes man wise in his own eyes. We bind mammon and his agents. We bind all demons sent forth to intimidate, harass, manipulate, lie against, mock, wear down, infect, destroy, spy, sabotage, hinder, monitor, track, besmirch, block, distract, confuse, pervert, stifle, curse, expose, stop, defile, corrupt, undermine, despise, assassinate, divide, confound, attack, reproach, and reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. We bind the shedding of injected persons upon us, We return and loose these attacks to the sender. According to the covenant, we bind the bondage of generations of fools and the spirit of the fool in Jesus' name. We bind the carnal mind. We bind the fool's anger in Jesus' name. We bind food, lust, addictions, and gluttony in the name of Jesus. We bind false flags. We return to sender according to the covenant all in every reprisal, tribution, counterattack, psychic weapon, retaliation, all sleepy spirits. 
brought on by a demonic presence. We return the attack to sender in the name of Jesus Christ. All avenging, all blowbacks, all vengeance, blood rituals, every boomerang, each payback and all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. This includes every evil work, mark, right, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, proclamation, pronouncement, vow, root work, or sin against us, astral projection, sending demons to us to work against us and against all that pertains to us, no demon, no wicked person, or unrighteous event left behind, binding the inordinate use of conjugal rights, returning to sender our witchcraft attacks through channeling and the satellites against the websites and apps. Returning all Cameroonian wizardry, black magic, juju, hexes, and other occult activity, all tribal, witchcraft coming from our witch doctors and shamans in the name of Jesus Christ. All indigenous groups, all cult. Cults of witches, cults of warlocks, cults of wizards, cults of shamans, cults of witch doctors, cults of globalists, cults of Satan's agents. We bind their methodology, we bind their agendas, we bind their effectiveness in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all antichrist. Covens in Jesus' name. We bind all groups under the umbrella of the Illuminati. Father, we take authority, dominion, and power over demons that attack our, our property and our, our, our appliances. We return the attacks to the senders in the name of Jesus Christ. Returning all Chaldean witchcraft from whence it came in the name of Jesus Christ. Returning all Spanish witchcraft from whence it came in the name of Jesus Christ. Breaking and destroying our social, emotional, and psychological ties with food and drink which are displeasing to Jesus Christ, binding superficial religious acts, binding magic spells for love, money, protection, black magic, white magic, candle magic, hoodoo, root work, lucky charm, time magic, and folk magic spells, binding the demons of energy, boomeranging their wicked works upon them, binding on magical language, magic signs, and magical patterns, even in numbering, binding synchrony, binding and caging Poseidon and all other underwater demons, and stripping them of their crowns and powers and transferring them to Jesus Christ, binding all conjurations and summoning of demons, binding Jewish black magic mysticism, magic writings, magic artifacts, 
Binding the essence of magic and Jewish magic by practitioners, divining practices, magic spells, potions, amulets, bowls, precious stones, incantations, and so forth. In the name of Jesus. We bind vampire spirits, voodoo, hoodoo, ancient arts, mystic rituals, devils attending the New World Order, New Age Movement, Great Reset, Make Believe, and Fantasy, Fables, Enchantments, La La Land, False Religions, Numerology, Horoscopes, the Spirits and Works of the Oppressors, and the Spirit and the Children of Disobedience. We buy martial arts, yoga, transcendental meditation, antichrist ideologies and doctrines, Jezebel and Ahab practices and spirits, lewdness, perversions, the outworking of vain deceit, death spirits, spirits of destruction, chaos, and mayhem, oppression, depression, anarchy, premonition, clairvoyance, ESP, telepathy, psychokinesis, bio-PK, out-of-body experiences, reincarnation, haunting, poltergeist, astral travel, psychic healing, demonic meditation, spirit guides, and defilement by wizards. We bind the king of pride and all of his underlings. We chain him with eternal chains under darkness. Send them into the spiritual cage to the feet of judge, uh, Jesus for judgment. We bind all human, demonic, blood, sexual, financial, animal, food, fecal, and solely sacrifices in Jesus' name. We bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry. We bind every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, mind control, apathy, unyielding, nature worship, deception. Scoffing, error, worldly indoctrination, military spirits, idle mind, unfocused mind, rioting, abuse, all trolls, all fear, combative jealousy, fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption, weariness, betrayal, unfaithfulness, violence, and temptation to sin in Jesus' name. We bind Belial, Beelzebub, Baal, Molech, Basilek, Python, Neptune, Zeus, Apollyon, Kali, all gods and goddesses, Isis, On, Austin. Osiris, all false deities, Mammon, Atlas, Baphomet, and his 72. We chain you with eternal chains under darkness in the name of Jesus. We undo the works of all uh, demonic weapons, fireballs, poisons, voodoo pins and dolls, hot and cold spots, kick weapons, promptings, codes, triggers, charms, tumors, designs, signals, and we return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. We break the power of every Masonic ritual, rite, Ceremony, bow, pledge, pat, prayer. We bind the rituals, the brotherhood, the lodge, the craft, the worship, the grips, and Freemasonry. We bind the rituals of every secret society and those of the associated organizations in Jesus' name. We strip them of their uh, powers in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind those powers in Jesus' holy name. Red de we bind every spirit that was familiar to the Laodiceans. We bind the insanity, work of errors, and foolishness of our own opinions. We bind being misled and misleading others. We return and loose all the retaliations of the enemy upon his own head. According to the scriptures, we bind all traditions and customs rooted in sin. We denounce and renounce them all and loose ourselves from them. We bind all gang stalkers and send their fear, harassment, and witchcraft back on their own head as well as their mind control. In Jesus' name, we bind the spirit of slumber. We thank you, Father, that you have given us power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm us. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven. We bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. 
Father, we ask for eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to believe, and minds to receive what the Spirit of God says to the church. We repent of an evil heart of unbelief in accord with Calvary. We ask you, Father, to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. Lord, we have come to loose the uh, bands of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke and chain, and to call for justice and plead for truth. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth. Lead us into truth. Your word is truth. Make us to know the truth, and your truth will make us free. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Lord, we come to celebrate the scriptures with you and to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. We will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief in whom we serve and obey. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you for the armor of God that we're dressed in. We thank you that you surround us with the wall of fire, with your glory in the midst. We thank you for your warring, linking angels, Lord, and your praising angels. But we thank you most of all for your divine presence in our midst, Father. We command every demon that was followed us, sent to us, or transferred to us to be bound in Jesus' name and to leave us now, especially those coming through our cellular devices or computers. And we return any curses in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Father, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Yes, we do. And for Israel and Palestine. And we pray for kings and all who are in authority and all true Christians, especially persecuted Christians, those that were left behind in Afghanistan or some other place, and the January 6th prisoners. Though we walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive us. You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies, and your right hand shall save us. Father, in the name of Jesus, we cover ourselves in the blood of Jesus. We cover our uh, mode of transportation, Father, wherever we are, even if it does not belong to us. We cover it with the blood of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, that we are under your protective care. We take authority, dominion, and power over all uh, interference in the path that we're traveling in the name of Jesus. And we thank you that you've already dispatched your angels ahead of us to protect us. Father, in Jesus' name, we cover ourselves and all of our property with the blood of Jesus. We take authority over all the demons of the day or night, bad dreams, night dreams, sex dreams, anyone or anything trying to get into our dreams. We bind them in the name of Jesus Christ and command them to stay away. We thank you for your warrior angels protecting us as and our property as we sleep, whether it's in the day or in the night. And we give you praise and glory and release Psalm 91 over everyone. We pull out all fiery darts, pins, needles, spears, voodoo, um, and anything came coming from the witchcraft, poison. Go back where you came from in Jesus' name. All evil being sent to us. We raise the shield of faith. quenches all the fiery darts of the wicked. All evil being sent to us return from whence it came in the name of Jesus Christ. We destroy and burn all ungodly silver cords and ley lines and sever from ourselves. Ungodly soul ties, attachments, covenants, agreements, oaths, consents, garlands, vows, pledges, pacts, leagues and all other forms of agreement with the demonic realm. We destroy and tear down walls of protection around witches, warlocks, wizards, Satanists, nanotechnology, 
globalists, shamans, uh, sorcerers, divinators, liars, and such. And we destroy the power of all charms, love spells, vexes, hexes, curses, psychic thoughts, fetishes, voodoo, mind control, psychic power, and warfare, sickness, pain, destruction, incense, and candle burning, incantations, curses, hexes, and vexes, and ungodly blessings, and root works, and tribal rituals, and sins, and crystals, and everything evil being sent to us. We break its power. It has no authority over us, and we send it back from whence it came according to the covenant in the name of Jesus Christ. We want to thank you, Lord. And we return those spirits of hatred, bitterness, murder, envy, jealousy, wizardry, sorcery, heaviness, oppression, and fear, and spirits of bondage and blindness back wherever they came from. We thank you, Father, for opening our eyes so we can see the glory of Jesus, opening our hearts so we can hear your voice, breaking yokes off of our lives and giving us liberty in our souls so that we may be free to repent, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for showing us every evil work or deed that we're guilty of and convict our hearts unto true repentance. We thank you, Lord, and we give you praise. And we release over the people of God the word of God in the name of Jesus Christ. And everybody said, amen, amen, amen. Praise God. So, saints, tonight, as soon as I sip some tea, Amen. Praise God. Well, welcome, Christopher. We're glad that you could come visit. Praise the Lord. So, our featured psalm for this evening's worship service is Psalm 112, and our verse for meditation be, uh, comes from the book of Mark, the Gospel of Mark. Mark chapter 8, verses 34 to 38. Mark chapter 8, verses 34 to 38. Our featured ebook is Favor, Grace of God, Bible Study. Amen. Praise the Lord. So tonight we're going to continue uh, the subject that we've been studying where the Lord's been opening our eyes to see what we did not see before. Praise God. And... We're entitling this uh, this sermon, The Law of God. The Law of God. Saints, the Lord is continuing to teach us how to live for Christ. We have been learning to allow the Lord to renew, to make new our minds by his word. Yes, saints the totality of his word. The Old Testament and the New Testament. Amen? The whole of the word of God. Jesus Christ loves the church and gave himself for it that he might sanctify the church and cleanse the church. That's right and cleanse the church, praise the Lord. And that cleansing by the washing of water by the word of God so that he might present the church to himself a glorious church. 
not a weak, apathetic, oppressed church, a glorious church, not having any spot or wrinkle, no spot or wrinkle or any such thing. The church must be holy and without blemish. The church must be holy and and without blemish. So let's go to John chapter 8, the Gospel of John chapter 8, beginning with verse 31. The Gospel of John chapter 8, beginning with verse 31. The Gospel of John chapter 8, beginning with verse 31. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, if ye continue, if ye continue, if you continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. So if you stop, something just went wrong. Because Jesus says you must continue in his word. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. You will know the truth. It'll finally dawn on you. You'll finally have your aha moment. Finally open your eyes and see the truth that's been there all along. And the truth shall make you free. They answered him, we be Abraham's seed. And we were never in bondage to any man. Yeah. How sayest thou, ye shall be made free? Jesus answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin. Whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin. Do you want to be a servant to sin? I hope not. And the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abideth forever. And if the son, therefore, shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. Amen? Free indeed. John, the Gospel of John, chapter 16, verse 13. The Gospel of John, chapter 16, verse 13. Howbeit when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you. But you see, you have to want to be guided. You have to humble yourself and allow him to guide you. That means you have to consent and submit to being guided and following him. Amen. You have to choose to follow. Amen. And he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. But if you're not following him, don't expect to know those things. Amen. Praise God. Let's go to John chapter 17. John chapter 17. Amen? Chapter 17. And verse 17. 
chapter 17 and verse 17. Amen. Amen. Chapter 17 and verse 17. Praise God. Sanctify them. Set them apart to you, Lord, through thy truth. Thy word is truth. You know that once you really started receiving the truth of the word of God, you can't hang with other people that you used to hang with anymore. The thrill is gone. Why? Because the word changes you. It makes you more like Jesus and less like who you used to be. Amen? And less, far less, of who you used to be. Second Timothy, Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. We've, we've looked at this scripture many times before. Second Timothy chapter 3, beginning with verse 16. All scripture is given. Isn't that wonderful? It was given by inspiration of God, profitable for doctrine, for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Yes, God can tell you that you are wrong. You bet he can. That the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. So everyone who wants to fully know and enjoy God's salvation and grace and desires to attain to the statue of the fullness of Christ must accept the divine order of things. That's right. We must learn to accept God's order of things. The law and the prophets lead us to the knowledge of sin. The law and the prophets clearly point out to us what sin is so that we can see it clearly. Amen? Praise God. So we'll find out if that's what we've been doing. And then to the Savior from sin. So, let's go to Romans chapter 3, beginning with verse 19, if you could join me there. Romans chapter 3, beginning with verse 19. Romans chapter 3, beginning with verse 19. Now, we know that what things soever the law saith, it saith to them who are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped that every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before God. Amen? Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight. Okay, so what do you mean by the deeds of the law? All right. They tell you, okay, say 10 Hail Marys, and then do this, do this, do this, and do this. I don't think that's going to cut it. 
all we can depend on is the shed blood of Jesus Christ and the love and grace of Almighty God. That's what we have to depend on. All of those little things that we check off on our list, and I did this and I did that and I did that, it's not going to justify you. It's not going to make you just as if you had never sinned. It just won't do that. Neither will frying chicken or baking sweet potato pie. None of that will do it. Car washes won't do it, and a number of other things won't do it either. Amen? Amen. So, by the deeds of the law, what the law says to do, well, it says to do that, yes, but it won't justify you. You have to depend on the blood of Jesus. There shall no flesh be justified in his sight, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested or put on display, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ. What? Yes. The righteousness of God, which is how? By faith of Jesus Christ. Unto all and upon all them that believe. It requires believing. That's what the man on the cross discovered. It requires believing. One made it, one didn't. Believing made the difference. For there is no difference. For all have sinned. Yes, that means you too. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. That's where you find redemption. He bought you back. Whom God has set forth to be a propitiation, an atoning sacrifice in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are past, not his sins, our sins, through the forbearance of God. Now, I know there are these groups that think if they sit at the corner store and pass out those Watchtower magazines, that that's going to get them somewhere. But they are wrong. All right? They're wrong. And there are a number of other groups that think if they do this and if they do that and if they do this and this, that's going to earn them something. No, that's not how that works. We've just seen in the scriptures uh, it says it works. You have to believe in Jesus Christ and his atoning sacrifice on the cross and in the forbearance of God. You have to have the truth, you see. So, so we have to learn those things. So let's go to Galatians chapter 3, verse 22. Galatians chapter 3, verse 22. But the scripture hath concluded all under sin. Everybody's sin. 
that the promise by faith of Jesus Christ might be given to them that believe. There it is. The scripture has concluded all of us understand that the promise by faith of Jesus Christ might be given to them that believe. Verse 24, verse 24. Wherefore, the law was our schoolmaster, our trainer, our tutor, to bring us unto Christ, that we might be justified by faith. That's right, by faith. Amen. I thank the Lord that he has taught us that. By the obedience of faith to God's word, we can then enter into the true liberty of the children of God. Only when we have seen our sins in detail for what they really are, Are we able in deep contrition of heart to confess each and every one of them by name to God? Now, saints, it's fine when you're just coming to Jesus and you don't know what to say anyway to say, oh, Lord, forgive me all my sins. But as you begin to grow in Christ, what God expects is for you to finally see your sin, understand that it's sin, and understand in detail so that your heart will be touched. You'll have the desire for true repentance and to confess each and every one of them by name to God. Not the gloss over, the detail, because that's how you committed them. Oh, forget, yeah, now go back (laughs) with the Lord as he convicts you. Amen? And as you realize where you have been and what you actually have done and participated in, And in detail, confess your sins to God. Confess your faults. Amen? He then, because of the shed blood of Jesus Christ, is both faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let's visit 1 John. 1 John chapter 1, verse 7. 1 John, chapter 1, verse 7. 1 John, chapter 1, verse 7. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. 
If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. See, some people have the idea that all you need God to do is forgive you. But that scripture tells us quite different. We need to be cleansed from all unrighteousness. Forgiven, yes, and cleansed, and cleansed, and cleansed, and cleansed. And it's a process, continual, ongoing process, as long as you're seeking the Lord. See, some people think, well, I've come to Jesus, I'm just fine, just like I am. Not quite. (laughs) And cleansed, you know. Amen. That's important. He who, to the person who evades the way of the cross, they don't want to acknowledge their sins. They don't want to deal with it. They don't want to go to God or to the pastor about it. They don't want it unearthed in their lives. They don't want to acknowledge that it ever happened. Now, okay, so we have some sin in the church that people don't even want to acknowledge has ever happened. That won't work. You have to be truthful. You know, that's what we said. You have to be truthful. Amen. We have to be uh, truthful with the Lord. It says, I realize that you have called me to change. Lord, increase my faith in you. Help me to unlearn the wrong which I have embraced and to learn your ways. Lord, help me to be truthful with you and myself. Amen. That tendency to tell lies has got to go. It's an antichrist spirit. Why? Because Jesus is the truth. Yes, it's a real God with real love and real power. Mm-hmm. He's a real God, a real saint. He has real love, real power, real scriptures. And he does real cleansing. Amen. So for those who think they can evade the way of the cross and they're looking to bypass this divine order of acknowledging sin and true repentance, they deceive themselves with a false peace. Mm-hmm. As long as the sin remains unconfessed, Satan, according to the scriptures, demands his rights concerning it. Even if we are unaware of those rights or if we have forgotten them. So to the end of the period of grace, Satan can accuse the brethren keep bringing before God 
charges against them day and night. You know, we call that open doors. Ah. We call that open doors. That's what we call that. Zechariah chapter 3, beginning with verse 1. Zechariah chapter, beginning with verse 1. Zechariah chapter 3, beginning with verse 1. And he showed me Joshua, the high priest, standing before the angel of the Lord. And Satan standing at his right hand to resist him. And the Lord said unto Satan, The Lord rebuke thee, O Satan, even the Lord that hath chosen Jerusalem rebuke thee. Is not this a brand plucked out of the fire? Now Joshua clothed with filthy garments and stood before the angel. You know, a lot of us were brands plucked out of the fire. We were headed straight to hell as fast as we could go. As fast as we could get there. The Bible says, and the Lord said unto Satan, Is not this a brand plucked out of the fire? Yes, we got this one at the last moment. Now Joshua was clothed with filthy garments. Why? Because he needed to be cleansed by God. You see, our garments are supposed to be white and unspotted with no wrinkles. Those garments are the righteousness of God being displayed. You know there's this song, and it says, Are you washed in the blood, in the soul-cleansing blood of the Lamb? Are your garments Spotless, are they white as snow? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? That's a good question. That's a very good question. Have you been to Jesus for the cleansing power? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you fully trusting in his grace this hour? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you walking daily by the Savior's side? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Do you rest each moment in the crucified? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? When the bridegroom cometh, will your robes be white? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Will your soul be ready for the mansions bright and be washed in the blood of the Lamb? 
lay aside the garments that are stained with sin and be washed in the blood of the Lamb. There's a fountain flowing for the soul unclean. Oh, be washed in the blood of the Lamb. So, you need to know if your garments are filthy or if you've been washed in the blood of the Lamb. Amen? It's important to know these things. Zechariah chapter 3, verse 7. Zechariah chapter 3, verse 7. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, If thou wilt walk in my ways, and if thou wilt keep my charge, then thou shalt also judge my house, and shalt also keep my courts. And I will give thee places to walk among these that stand by. God has promises. If we will be obedient and humble and follow him and believe him and trust him to the end. Luke chapter 12. Amen. Luke chapter 12. Luke chapter 12, beginning with verse 47. Luke chapter 12, beginning with verse 47. This is a very important scripture, you know. And that servant, which knew his Lord's will and prepared not himself, neither did according to his will. Okay? He knew what the Lord's will was. He didn't prepare himself. For whatever reasons, he failed to do so. Neither did, according to God's will, shall be beaten with many stripes. But he knew, but that he knew not, and did commit things worthy of stripes, shall be beaten with few stripes. For unto whomsoever much is given, Miracle, are you listening? For unto whomsoever much is given, of him shall be much required. And to whom men have committed much, of him they will ask the more. Miracle? For unto whom, for unto whomsoever much is given, that's you, that's right. Of him shall be much required. You should think about that and give it serious consideration. Amen? Very serious consideration. Amen. Very, very serious consideration. Verse 58, same chapter, Luke 12, verse 58 and 59. When thou goest with thine adversary to the magistrate, as thou art in the way, give diligence that thou mayest be delivered from him, lest he hail thee to the judge, and the judge deliver thee to the officer, 
and the officer cast thee into prison. I tell thee, thou shalt not depart thence till thou hast paid the very last mite. On your way in this journey, get your act together. Go to the Lord, be transparent and truthful, and get your act together with him. You know, there are persons who are religious, but they are not right with Jesus Christ. There are a lot of them. They're religious. Oh, they want to learn more. They want to know more and on and on and on. But they're not right because they haven't dealt with all that sin. You know, they want to show showcase their gifts, but they're not cleaned up. They want a minister, can't walk right themselves. You know, they they want to lead the band, but their eyes are still wandering to somewhere other than their spouse or the Lord. Mount Zion, you know, is known as the mountain of his holiness. We serve a holy God, and we're to be called, we're to be holy for he's holy. Amen? Well, that's the truth. That is the truth. We're going to skip this next scripture. We're going to go to Revelation 12, verse 10. Revelation chapter 12, verse 10. Revelation chapter 12, verse 10. And I heard a loud voice for all of those people who go, I'm not loud, I'm quiet. Okay, I don't know what you're going to do when it's time for this. Because it says, I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, who accused them before our God day and night. Very loud voice. Amen? So if you're nervous, it's time for that to change. Amen. Praise God. In other words, The full salvation in spirit, in soul, and in body purchased by Jesus Christ for all men through his atoning death over 2,000 years ago can only become a reality in the believer's whole life insofar as the secret of the cross where all principalities and powers raged against us were defeated, where the secret of the cross is revealed to him and by God's word, under the conviction of the Holy Spirit, he has been shown his every sin and has confessed them as such and brought them to the light and brought them to the light. 
you know there's some folks prancing around who claim they used to be whorish, but whorish is still in them. They need to go to Jesus and deal with it. They can't walk in denial. Remember we talked about that? You can't pretend that it's gone just because you came to Jesus one day and said, oh, Lord, I'm sorry for my sin. Yes, you were forgiven, but you still need to be cleansed. The whore that you used to be needs to be evicted. Amen? Some of you had some real worldly ways. Those worldly ways and desires and and passions have to be evicted. You got to have a cleansing. You got to become clean, and that's uncleanness. That's uncleanness. Something's got to change. You know, you had a temper all your life. Well, you're in Christ now. You've got to deal with it. Your own personal swamp monsters of sin must be dealt with. Your own swamp has got to be drained. Amen. That's right. Amen. So. When the secret of the cross is revealed to us, and by God's word, under the conviction of the Holy Spirit, we have been shown our every sin and have confessed them as such and brought them to the light. When anything is exposed and reproved by the light, it is made visible and clear. And where everything is visible and clear, There is light. In Colossians chapter 2, verse 15, the Bible says, and having spoiled principalities and power, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. A show of them openly. It wasn't hidden. Amen. Amen. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 8. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 8. For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Bring all those unclean things that are still lurking in the back room of your life in that closet that you 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 uh you close the door, you barred the door to, you forbidden anybody to ever open that door because you're never going to talk about it ever. Well, you have to bring those things out of that closet. They got to get cleaned out. It's just that truthful. Satan will stand there and accuse you before God if you try to hold on to it. That's that's what the scriptures are saying. That's what God's trying to get us to see. 
You know, Psalm 51, we learned it. We memorized it not too long ago. And it says, purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. We have to bring those things out so God can deal with us. I know a lot of people like to deny sin in their life, but that doesn't work with God. It it doesn't work. So in uh, Ephesians 5, beginning with verse 13, Ephesians 5, beginning with verse 13, but all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. For whatsoever doth make manifest is light. Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepest, and rise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. Why? So you can see what the problem is. So you can see what the problem is. Oh, I know what the problem is. The problem is I'm being attacked by a witch. No, it's a problem in you. Yes, you're being attacked, but there's a problem in you. And the problem in you needs to be dealt with. Christ was put under the law and became a curse on the cross to redeem believers from the curse of the law, that they may stand fast in the liberty of the children of God and not be entangled again with a yoke of bondage. Let me say that again. Christ, Jesus Christ, was put under the law and became a curse on the tree so as to redeem believers from the curse of the law. We have been redeemed from the curse of the law, the Bible says, that we may stand fast, sure, and strong in the liberty of the children of God and not be entangled again. You see, if you don't deal with the whore you used to be, or the liar you used to be, Satan will sit and wait and watch. And at an opportune moment, he'll cause something to happen, and that part of you will just pop right out. And then you're sitting there looking like you've got mud all on your face. But you've been walking around housing it all this time, trying to pretend you couldn't smell it with Jesus. It's just not going to work. He doesn't want you to ever again be entangled with the yoke of bondage. You know, you've embarrassed your own self enough times, don't you think? I think so. Galatians chapter 3 verse 10. Galatians chapter 3, verse 10. For as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that continueth not in all things 
which are written in the book of the law to do them. Jesus took that curse for us. He did it for us. Now, let's go to verse 13. Galatians chapter 3, verse 13. Galatians chapter 3, verse 13. Christ, Jesus Christ, hath redeemed us from the curse of the law being made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is every one that hangeth on a tree. Amen? Cursed is every one that hangeth on a tree. Jesus took that curse for us. We have to acknowledge it. We have to repent of it. We've got to come from up under that bondage. It's got to happen. Amen? It must need to be happen in our lives. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. We couldn't go on till Jesus brought us to that place. Amen? So, let's go to chapter 4. Galatians chapter 4, beginning with verse 4. Galatians chapter 4, beginning with verse 4. But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law that we might receive the adoption of sons. We get sonship. Amen. We get sonship. Chapter 5, verse 1. Galatians, chapter 5, verse 1. Stand fast, therefore. In the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free. And be not entangled again, over and over again. Every time you run into that same situation, you fall into that same trap again. No, 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 no. Christ has made us free. And be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. No, don't go back down that old path. Every time somebody whistles at you, your head's supposed to turn. No. You've been set free. You're you're called out of darkness into light. Keep walking in the light. You know, stop making the same poor choices you made before. Quit. Tell yourself to stop that. Allow the word to renew your mind, to change the way you think and the habits you have developed. And come out of that. Yes, there's a way out. His name is Jesus. Come out of that old perspective and those old responses to old triggers. 
come out of that and walk in the newness of life with Jesus. You know what I'm saying. I'm pretty certain you do. But you got to decide to do it. Amen? You've got to decide to allow God. You there. See, it's a process. You want to push a button and be there. This is not microwavable. It's a process. Amen? It is a process. And we need to learn that everything in life is not microwavable. Romans chapter 10, verse 4. Romans chapter 10, verse 4. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. Well, what do I do about this? Christ is the end of the law. Immediate sin and death. Whew. For righteousness to whom? Everyone that believeth. Why? Because your eyes are fixed on Jesus. And what he has done for you. What he has done for you. This person does not see himself guilty of the entire law. And although sinful in his fallen nature, fails to give glory to God in all things. You see, if you're guilty in one point of the law, you're guilty of all of it. We covered that. The same God that you offend with your sin in the Old Testament is the same God that's in the New Testament. God does not change. Amen. To deal with it. So this person who never sees himself guilty of the entire law, okay, you broke it in five points that you can remember off the top of your head. Well, I didn't do all that other stuff. Yes, you did. When you're guilty of one, you're guilty of the whole thing. It's that way for everybody. You can't chop Jesus up in little individual parts and say, I offended this part of him, but not that part of him. No, all of him hung on the cross. Amen. This is not the cafeteria plan. You can't have a la carte here. Amen. And will continually fail. Now, listen to this part. They fail to give glory to God in all things and will continually Fall into self-effort. The Bible calls those dead works, vainly attempting to better themselves or to sanctify themselves. They will remain carnally minded, prey to many a sin, just like the Corinthians. What Corinthians? The ones in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, 
beginning with verse 1. They keep trying to make themselves get better. Um, That's not going to work without you confessing your sins, coming clean to Jesus, and allowing him to do his work in you. You're going to try to get it all done. Oh, I know how to do that. I can just um, listen to this. I can listen to this sermon, and I can cough when they tell me to cough, and I'm done. No, you're going to have to get it straightened out with, with Jesus. Not so simple. You know, deliverance is the children's bread. All I have to do is just listen and cough when Pastor Sabrina says, cough. I got news for you. You got to deal with the sin in you. Praise God. All right, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, excuse me, beginning with verse 1. And our brethren could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto what? Carnal. Even as unto babes in Christ, I have fed you with milk and not with meat. For hitherto you were not able to bear it. You know that's how you know a baby Christian. You can't point out their sin because they can't handle it. Neither yet now are ye able, for ye are yet carnal. For whereas there is among you envying and strife and division, are ye not carnal and walk as ordinary men? You're acting just like everybody else. You're acting as though you never met the Lord. Well, that's got to go too. Amen. Praise his holy name. Praise his holy name. Or can you these people will fall back into the bondage of the law just as the Galatians did and be unable to live by grace alone and entirely through faith. They keep going around the same mountain over and over. It doesn't matter if the scenery doesn't change on that mountain. They're just going to keep going round and around and around. No matter what they're taught, no matter what uh, the uh, the pastor preaches, they just go, I'm just going to keep doing it like this. And I'm like, well, when are you going to wake up? Amen? When are you going to realize what the Lord actually did do and what you must do? When When is that coming? Ever, since every sin is a transgression of the law, it is of the utmost importance to recognize before God and in the light of Scripture all transgressions against the first commandment. The first commandment, mm-hmm, it's in Exodus chapter 20, beginning with verse 3. Exodus chapter 20, beginning with verse 3. Thou shalt have no other gods before me, period. Let me read that again. Thou shalt have no other gods before me, period. That includes your children. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image 
or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. Now, there are graven images everywhere in everybody's society. Everybody's culture's got something somewhere. But you get to clean those things out of your home. Amen? Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that what? That hate me. That's what God says we do when we have idolatry in our lives. We hate him. And showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. That love me and keep my commandments. Amen. We need to know when we when we've stepped out of bounds. We need to know. A great man of God once wrote, The essence of sin is that man determined to be something and would not allow that God should be everything. Man has determined to be something and would not allow that God should be everything. All things, however small, that take the place of true, of the true and living God in our heart, or that come before him in our lives, are idols. You see, that's how Jesus could say that scripture that we talked about in Matthew 12. That's what he was saying. He didn't have any idolatry here. He said, behold, they told him, behold, thy mother and brethren stand without, desiring to speak to thee. And Jesus said, who is my mother and who are my brethren? He stretched forth his hand toward his disciples and said, Behold, my mother and my brethren, for whosoever shall do, whosoever shall do the will of my Father which is in heaven, the same as my brother, sister, and mother. Amen. We actually have to get our priority in heaven's order. All things, however small they may be, that take the place of the true and living God in our hearts or that come before him in our lives are idols. Paying any heed to them is idolatry. The root from which grows every conceivable sin and evil. Mm Mm-hmm. Romans chapter 1, again, beginning with verse 21. Romans chapter 1, beginning with verse 21, because that when they knew God, 
They glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imagination. Where did that happen? It started in their own vain imagination. There it is. And what happened next? Their foolish heart was darkened. No more light, just darkness. They walked in their own foolishness, and their heart became darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man. And to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things, wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own heart to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator, who is blessed forever. Amen? For this cause, God gave them up unto vile affections. For even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. They just kept on going in it, and they wouldn't stop. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which was meet or fitting. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, they didn't want to deal with God. God gave them over to a reprobate mind. I want you to remember that one of the primary judgments of this kind of lifestyle that we see so prevalent all over the world is a reprobate mind. The judgment is against the mind. To do those things which are not convenient or fitting, he gave them over. They just kept going and kept going and kept going and kept going, and he gave them over to a reprobate mind. The judgment is on the mind. And so they've been on the White House lawn displaying something that they were not born with. They had attachments put on. And here they are displaying their attachments on the White House lawn. Being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, Maliciousness, do you see that? Full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, fighters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers. Yeah, covenant breakers. You leave your wife. 
for your boyfriend, and then you call it a bromance. Without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. See? God's very direct about where where it all ends up. God forbids all forms of idolatry, open or hidden, for he wants us to love him with all of our heart, all our soul, and all our might, to fear him above all things and to trust him wholly. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 5. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. You can't have a divided heart. I'm going to love God and I'm going to love something else as much as I love God. That's not going to work. That just doesn't fly. Amen. Verse 13, Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 13. Thou shalt fear the Lord thy God and serve him and shall swear by his name. Ye shall not go after other gods, of the gods of the people which are round about you. For the Lord thy God is a jealous God among you, lest the anger of the Lord thy God be kindled against thee, and destroy thee from off the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. It's the truth. There are innumerable forms of idolatry at the back of the root of unbelief. There are innumerable forms of idolatry at the back of the root of unbelief that lurk unsuspected deep in the human heart. Only the word of God can clearly reveal these roots, many of which might seem on the surface to be of little consequence. They must be brought to the light, condemned and cleansed away by the blood of Jesus Christ. Then shall we truly fear the Lord, knowing his holiness and the divine faith which was in Jesus shall fill our heart. Chapter 11, verse 22 reads, And Jesus answering saith unto them, Have faith in God. Our faith is supposed to be in God. Some people will finally get that one day. In various countries, research and observation by scholars and scientists and the additional experience of men of God in dealing with souls and the stirring testimonies of those set free have all contributed to bring the sins of abomination with all their terrible consequences into clear focus. Terms sins of abomination are summed up all sins related to idolatry and occultism. Example, superstition. Saints of God are not allowed to be superstitious at all for any reason under any circumstances. It is sin. 
divination, sorcery, and magic in their various forms. They are called abominations to the Lord. The devil is in fierce anger because he knows that he has only a short time left. For this reason, Christians are urged to make the very most of time, buying up each opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, our close attention to this in-depth study on idolatry, along with superstition and the part that magic plays, has been brought to the forefront by the Holy Spirit to help those of us who need to know the truth and to show us clearly the biblical way of deliverance from these snares of Satan. As we know, saints, the Lord is coming very soon. He is going to come suddenly as a thief in the night. And that and those who are his will be forever with him. Amen. Those who are his are going to be with him forever. We're supposed to redeem the time, back back the time, because the days are evil. First Thessalonians chapter four, beginning with verse sixteen. First Thessalonians Chapter 4, beginning with verse 16. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. All right, let's go on to chapter 5 and verse 2. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 2. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 2. For yourselves, for yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. If you remember at the beginning of this series, I said, it is my sincere hope and desire that we would be ready, each of us would be ready whenever the Lord comes. But we have to be without spot, wrinkle, or any such thing, and the Holy Spirit is here to get us there. We have to... Cooperate with God. Amen. We must cooperate with God. We need to make ourselves ready for the marriage supper of the Lamb. We need a wedding garment of righteousness in Christ. In Revelation chapter 19, beginning with verse 7, Revelation chapter 19, beginning with verse 7, we find these words. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him, for the marriage of the Lamb is come, and his wife hath made herself ready. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, 
clean and white. For the fine linen is the righteousness of saints. And he saith unto me, Right, blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he saith unto me, These are the true sayings of God. Amen. These are the true sayings of God. And in Matthew chapter 25, verse 10, Matthew chapter 25, verse 10, we find these words. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. Saints, we we need to be ready. We need to be ready. But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Saints, we need to want to be ready. And there in uh, Revelation chapter 21, verse 27, Revelation chapter 21, verse 27, and there shall in no wise enter in into it anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. Verse 15, Revelation chapter 22, verse 15. For without are dogs and sorcerers and whoremongers and murderers and idolaters and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. Amen? Amen. So I hope, amen, I hope that... um that you're getting something out of it. You need to recast these messages so that they can go deep in your heart and you can hear what God is saying to you. Amen? So we can each hear what God is saying to us. It is imperative that we hear from the Lord. And he's been talking in these last several sermons. And we need to know what we ought to do. Because whenever the Lord comes, I truly do desire for us all to be ready to meet him. Amen? Amen. Area code 952, you're on the air in Jesus' name. Area code 952. Hi, Pastor Sabrina. Hi, how are you? Uh, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm good. Just still kind of struggling in certain areas, but God is really moving with my family. Um, my, 
it's she's I'm seeing a a change in him. I've just been praying for him and and just dropping the word whenever I I got the opportunity. So I see him opening my son's eyes to about where he's at and in that in that situation under witchcraft, bewitching spirits in the church. <laughs> but I, I'm really, really grateful for that. And he, he healed my, the Lord healed my hip pain on my right side. So I'm really thrilled about that too. But um, I'm really struggling with um, making the decision I was supposed to go in and um, have a test done for like pallet buildup, and they they supposed to put me to sleep, and I'm just having a problem with that. Letting Why? them go in and let them put me to sleep. I I honestly I'm just not in a trusting mood with the hospitals and doctors right now. Okay, good. That's wonderful. You can put all your trust in Jesus. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes, ma'am. I, yeah, I I just been struggling with that going going in and having any testing or procedures done. Okay, well, let's put it this way: get your eyes off humans and put your eyes solely on Jesus. And put your faith and trust in him. Your life, yes. your goings, your comings are in his direct control. Am I correct? Yes, ma'am. That's what the Bible says, right? Yes, ma'am. Your body yes, ma'am. is the temple of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit lives in your body. Yes, he does. The Holy Spirit brought the creation together, did he not? Yes, he did. God spoke and the Spirit moved, am I correct? Yes, ma'am. So God can orchestrate whatever he needs to orchestrate in your body, no matter what they think they know. Is that correct? Yes, ma'am, definitely. Yes. God has, he he can subdue all things unto himself. Is that correct? Yes, he can. All power is in his hands. Is that correct? Yes, it is. Okay, so seeing as you are in agreement with the word, let the word arise in your heart. Your body belongs to Jesus. You need to remember that. It is his personal property. Amen. Yes. Amen. Yes, and quit running back to that old sin of running from things that I fear. That fear come up and and I run. I have a tendency of running, running from things. Like I'm going to run away from them, which I really don't because they're still facing me. But I just, I run. Okay, burn your tennis shoes. Amen. Because they're wearing. He is a liar. 
Remember, fear is a yes, liar. It's a lie. Yes, yes. Yes. And you need to tell him to shut up. <laughs> he can't tell you what to do. Uh, amen. Because I'm like, why? I am sick of this. Why am I well, running? running? And say, <laughs> Lord, I turn myself over to you. I'm going to go in there by faith, and I know you'll be with me, and I know you're in charge of everything that will happen to me, and you won't let them do anything bad to me. Amen. Amen. I'm going to call and make that appointment and throw my Tim shoes in the garbage. (laughs) They're worn out anyway, going in circles. Thank you. Amen. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, from our position seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we take authority, dominion, and power over the fear in my sister in Jesus' name. We bind that demon of fear in Jesus' name, and we command it to come out of it right now. Deep breath and cough in your gut. Come on out. Come on out. Fear of procedures, fears of doctors, fears of nurses, fears of hospitals. Fears of everything that man can do to me. I will not fear what man can do to me. I will not fear what man can do to me. I will not fear. I will not fear what man can do to me. I will not fear what man can do to me. Amen. Come on out. All the way into the cage to the feet of Jesus for judgment. Come on in, all of it. You've been lodged in the thoughts. In her mind, in, in, in organs, in her body, we bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. You, you're, you're evoking responses from her cells that ought not to be happening. So we bind the fear in the name of Jesus Christ. you got to get out. You're being evicted. And you can't come back in the name of Jesus. We close the door behind you forevermore. All right. <coughs> The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do unto me? Yes, the, the Lord, Lord is, is on my side. Hand. I will not fear. And I will what not man fear what do. man Thank can you, do Jesus. unto me. <coughs> Come on out. In the name of Jesus. Come on out. <coughs> Come on out. My side. <coughs> come on out. All those childhood fears, you come out too. All of those fears that started back in childhood, all of you, come on out. You can't hide any longer. Come on out in the name of Jesus. Fire of God. Come on out. Thank you, Lord Jesus. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your word. Father, we ask you to release the angels to assist in Jesus' name. Amen. Fill her with the fire of God, with the boldness, with courage in Jesus' name. Every bit of it, all of it, come out. All of the apprehension, all of the anxiety, all of the stress, all of the worry, all of the care, come on out in Jesus' name. And the rest of you that have got it, you need to be coughing too. Come on out in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Father, we ask that you release the fire of God into her vessel and take this deliverance to completion in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, Jesus. No more fear. Fear, you're a liar. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Whew. Whoa. Thank you, Lord. Oh, I feel lighter. Mm. <laughs> yes, Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God bless. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Amen. Amen. See? See, Saint? Just obey the word. It works. It works. All right. Now, we're going to pick up with um, with um, the adjudication that we didn't finish the other night. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning billionaire philanthropist, philanthropist, I'll get that straight, yeah, and former New York Mayor Michael Bloomberg pledged $500 million in September towards shifting electricity production in the United States to wind and solar energy, excuse me, and shutting down its coal and gas-fired plant. Now, just who does this man think he is? He didn't ask the rest of us if that was what we wanted. However, some experts say that Bloomberg's millions, together with the billions being spent by the Biden administration, are paving a road to ruin. The donation from Bloomberg Philanthropies, which adds to the $500 million Mr. Bloomberg pledged in 2019, aims to finish the job on coal and accelerate the clean energy transition to reach the goal of 80% of total electricity generation gen, generation from renewables, according to an official statement. With 372 of 530 coal plants announced to retire or close to date, more than 70% of the country's coal fleet, this next phase, will shut down every last U.S. coal plant, Bloomberg Philanthropy stated. The effect also aims to slash gas plant capacity in half and block all new gas plants. 
Many of those who study America's electric infrastructure say this is taking us down a dangerous path. We're following people here that are Pied Pipers, physicist and energy analysis John Drose said, referring to the literary character who led children to their doom through delusive enticement. Well, this whole business of promoting renewables as a solution is completely unproven scientifically. The transition is destabilizing America's power grid, which could damage transformers and cause long-term outages, according to Stephen Malloy, energy expert and news commentator. We are in this nonsensical headlong rush to wreck our grid. Well, you remember Obama tried to do that already. He got mad because he told those uh, generals in in the military to launch this certain satellite, uh, certain, um, what do you call those? Missile. There we go. It's a missile at a certain place, a certain angle, at a certain time, on a certain day, and it was supposed to knock us all off the grid. That's what the thing was supposed to do. But they wouldn't do what he said. They knew he was wrong. And so they went and took it and exploded it somewhere out in the ocean somewhere. And maybe that's why we might have had a tsunami or two, but it's a lot better than being knocked off the grid, okay? That's how that that's it, you know? So what's overlooked in this drive to close coal and gas plants is America's ability to keep the lights on. And before Biden came uh, into the White House, we were almost energy independent. So all of those people who voted for Biden, I know they just love having gas prices as high as they are because that's what they voted for. And while neither the Biden administration nor Mr. Bloomberg has produced a cost-benefit analysis for their plans, analysis Analysts say we can look to places such as Germany and Texas, which have taken the lead in transitioning to wind and solar for a preview of what's in store. German energy economist Lyons, and has a last initial S, has assessed the results of his country's energy wind, energy transition, and warns Americans not to follow Germany's example. Wind and solar do not seem to work. Otherwise, after 20 years of energy wind, power prices would be lower and Germany would not be in trouble, he said. Germany spent hundreds of billions of euros to build wind and solar facilities since 2002, doubling its power generation capacity and boosting the share of renewables to 60% from about 10%. However, its electricity production has been flat, while the cost of electricity skyrocketed. Wind and solar don't increase output proportionately because of their significantly lower capacity factor or the percentage that's actually generated versus capacity built. The capacity factor for wind and solar is about 35% and 25% respectively, compared to roughly 92% for 
for nuclear and 50% for coal and natural gas. That many utilities prioritize buying power from wind and solar facilities rather than from coal and gas plants artificially inflates the capacity factor for wind and solar, even from these low levels. However, the results experienced in Germany by wind and solar plants were even worse, he said. The natural capacity factor for onshore wind and solar in Germany is on average about 10% and 25% respectively, comparatively to, compared to over 95% natural capacity factor for nuclear, coal, and gas, he said. However, they have a net load factor of only about 92% for nuclear and 50% for coal and gas, often even lower, driven by the low utilization, he said. Many utilities prioritize buying power from wind and solar facilities rather than from coal and gas plants artificially inflates the relatively net load factor for wind and solar, even for these low levels. For all the billions spent, Germany's energy-wise has delivered an increasingly unreliable electric system at a cost to consumers that's higher than the virtual, virtually every other developed country. The process of shuttering coal and nuclear plants has left the country at the whim of the weather and unfriendly neighbors. Whim of the weather, you know, they, they manipulate that thing. Well, they do. Okay, think about it this way. When Trump was in office for four solid years in a row, the northeast quadrant of the United States of America didn't have them humongous wipe you out, blow you over snowstorm. The minute Biden came in, they were right back that like to vote based on personalities. Well, I feel this, and I don't like, and I like this, and I don't like, and I don't like the way you said that to me. And there are other people who have the common sense enough to figure out what happened and say, well, I'm voting for no snow. You know, at some point you got to wake up, people. Huh. The process of shuttering coal and nuclear plants has left the country at the whim of the weather and unfriendly neighbors, such as Russia, and also dangerously short of dependable power that can be adjusted to meet fluctuations in demand. So something happens, and all of a sudden the rest of us don't have any power for days on end. That's not going to work, Saints. Not the way we live. Amen. That's that's not going to work. It's just not going to work. You know, it's not going to work. And we need to wake up and figure that out. The margin ensured that the electric grid would still function even during unpredicted events, such as a winter freeze in Texas or a summer heat wave in California. The transition to renewables is now eroding that safety margin. Germany, where peak demand is around 80 gigawatts, 
once had about 100 gigawatts of reliable dispatchable capacity. Now reliable capacity is down to less than 90 gigawatts, according to Mr. S. That means that they are actually at the margin, he said. As soon as you get close to the margin, whether your reliable power supply equals or is barely above your peak power demand, you're running into trouble, which is exactly what Texas has done. Electric utilities in the United States, one by one, are following in Germany's footsteps, and we're already seeing similar results. The U.S. Energy Information Administration reported that coal and natural gas plants will account for 98% of plant closures in 2023 and that U.S. utilities have halted an average of 11 gigawatts of coal-fired capacity per year since 2015. Problem for, hold on, the computer did it again. Maybe I touched the wrong thing. The problem for the electric grid as a whole is that the electricity supply must always match the demand. If the system goes out of equilibrium, substantial damage to the grid's hardware could result, leading to long-term outages. Wind comes and goes, and you can't operate off of something that's an unpredictable source. You need an auxiliary source of power to balance it out, Mr. Droll said. Something like 99% of that balancing power is gas. When these people say wind, that is deceptive because there is no such thing as wind by itself. Mm-hmm. See? What they should be saying is a wind plus gas package. What many U.S. utilities are doing is expanding their wind and solar capacity, but not adding reliable backup facilities to match it, he said. Instead, the utilities just dump any excess need for balancing onto the system, hoping that they can draw on other regions when there's a shortfall. Increasingly, they're also drawing on the emergency reserve. The wind developers are using the reserve as the auxiliary, and that's not supposed to be what happens, he said. They should not be allowed to take from the emergency reserve to balance their wind project. Brent Bennett, policy director at the Texas Public Policy Foundation, refers to this process as reliability chicken. They're having to play a lot of games now in order to justify building more wind and solar, he said. Among the utilities, Mr. Bennett said, everybody is pointing at each other and saying, we're going to get energy back from these guys. And these guys over here say, we're going to get energy back from those guys. As long as there's only a small percentage of wind and solar in the system, they can get away with that, according to Mr. Droll. But when you get freeze, all of a sudden that reserve that was built in for emergencies is completely gone, he said. Texas's winter storm, Uri, in 2021 caused hundreds of deaths, many from hypothermia, 
when power outages prevented Texans from heating their homes. In that case, utilities in the state came within minutes of collapsing the grid for weeks or longer. Ultimately, Texas electricity operators were able to implement emergency rolling blackouts and shed enough load to rebalance the system in time to prevent an even greater catastrophe. However, experts warn that operating so close to the margin is a very dangerous game to play. Testifying, but you know when the grid, when the grid goes down, our military systems are put in jeopardy. Think about it. See, you haven't really given it serious thought. But when we're knocked off the grid, our protection systems start going down too. We're like sitting ducks. Where I live is a military installation. I told them that at my mother's funeral. And we need to pay attention to what's going on because we need to stay on our toenails in prayer. This is a military installation. The grid goes down, we become vulnerable. Amen? You need to just think about that. You really need to think about that. You really need to think about it. However, experts warn that operating so close to the margin is a very dangerous game to play. Testifying before the U.S. Senate in 2015, former CIA Director James Woolsey was asked what would happen to Americans if the electric grid went down for an extended period. There are essentially two estimates on how many people would die from hunger, from starvation, from lack of water, and from social disruption, he said. One estimate is that within a year or so, two-thirds of the United States population would die. Well, isn't that what the globalists are trying to achieve? The other estimate is that within a year or so, 90% of the U.S. population would die. Despite that risk, government policies are pushing utilities to move faster to shut down coal and gas plants. Remember, Biden thinks he can teach you and tell you and dictate to you how to cook your dinner. All the incentives are for utilities to build more wind and solar, Mr. Bennett said. Among these are the incentives in the Inflation Reduction Act that provide nearly $400 billion in grants, loans, and investment tax credit to build facilities and production tax credits to subsidize the energy they produce. On top of that are state laws that in many cases compel utilities to prioritize the purchase of wind and solar output over coal and gas. New Environmental Protection Agency rules mandate carbon dioxide emission limits and carbon capture requirements that will, in some, force utilities to transition away from coal and gas. President Biden has set an ambitious U.S. goal of achieving a carbon pollution-free power sector by 2035 and net zero emissions economy by no later than 2050, the White House announced in April. 
as a result of the historic investments in the Inflation Reduction Act and bipartisan infrastructure laws, as well as other actions the administration is taking, the United States is on a clear path to achieve this goal while reducing costs for consumers, lowering harmful pollutants, mitigating climate change, and creating new economic opportunities, blah, 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 blah. However, a recent report by the North American Energy Regulatory Corporation, NERC, which monitors America's grid reliability, has warned about large segments of U.S. electricity infrastructure becoming unstable because of a too rapid retirement of dispatchable fossil fuel plants. John Mora, Director of Reliability Assessment at the NERC, described the situation in a January interview as running while we're tying our shoes, which doesn't work too well. Despite the risk, which now even federal regulators are highlighting, you have the EPA coming out and saying, you're not moving fast enough, and you've got to move faster, according to Mr. Bennett, amid promises that wind and solar generation will reduce energy costs. Many studies predict the opposite. Despite the risk, which now even federal regulators are hiring, you have the EPA coming out and saying, you're not moving fast enough. You get to move fast enough. Woo! <clears throat> the transformation of the global economy needed to achieve the net zero emissions by 2050 would be universal and significant, requiring $9.2 trillion, trillion in annual average spending on physical assets, $3.5 trillion more than today. Okay, let me get it back. Ooh. The management consultancy McKenzie stated in a 2022 study, as the transition to renewables accelerates, consumers continue to see their electric bills rise. I know about that. As one U.S. regional utility, North Carolina-based Duke Energy, set in motion its plan to retire coal plants and build out a renewable infrastructure, Utility bills quickly jumped by 20%. Wyoming residents have gathered at public meetings in recent weeks to protest a 29% boost in their electric bills as their utility, Rocky Mountain Power, also transitions to renewables. The state, which is one of America's top coal producers, saw the share of coal plant production drop in 2022 to 71% of its electricity generation from 97%. At the same time, the share of wind power rose to 22%, making up most of the difference. Rocky Mountain Power claims that the price increases are because of higher coal and gas prices. Similarly, Texas Southwestern Electric Power Company also cited rising coal prices for its decision to shutter the Perky coal plant before the end of its useful life. The ongoing operating costs and the high cost of lignite coal 
were the primary reasons for retiring the plant. Spokesman Scott Blake said, Perky's fuel costs have been rising for more than 15 years, and we're expected to remain higher than other similar plants. The analysis that led to the decision in 2020 to retire the Perky plant, if I can move this thing to showed that avoiding compliance costs and higher ongoing operating and fuel costs would save customers an estimated $740 million to $1.2 billion. Texas currently leads the United States in transitioning to renewables with wind and solar, increasing to today's combined 45% of generation from virtually nil in 2008. As Texas shutters coal plants, it has been replacing them with almost exclusively wind and solar. Utilities argue that because the marginal costs of producing wind and solar are lower than for oil and gas, electricity will become cheaper. However, critics are skeptical that consumers will ever see any savings. In addition to the cost of duplicative generation system, there's also the cost of building a massive transmission network to connect urban areas where the electricity demand is concentrated from remote locations where it's windy or sunny. These costs are often passed on to consumers. To consumers? Oh, yes. In the form of higher energy bills, wind and solar will at grid scale, increase the total system cost, which is the only thing that's relevant to to a country, he said. You don't care about the marginal cost of a kilowatt hour. You care about the total system cost. And the total system cost always goes up the more wind and solar you have in the system. Wind and solar advocates also claim that building battery storage systems will solve that problem, eliminating the need for backup generation systems. I beg your pardon, which is disputed by many analysts. The cost to store energy in grid-scale batteries is about 200-fold more than the cost to store natural gas to generate electricity when it is needed. Read a report by Mark Mills, a senior fellow at the Manhattan Institute, he said that $200,000 worth of Tesla batteries, which are collect, which collectively weigh over 20,000 pounds, are needed to store the energy equivalent of one barrel of oil. If a 200% improvement in underlying battery economies and technology won't close such a gap, Mr. Mills said, higher electricity prices aren't just affecting customers. They're also affecting companies, driving up production, causing them less competitive. As a result of Germany's energy wine, many manufacturing companies are relocating facilities to Asia, he said. Heavy industry is leaving the country, he said. I'm speaking to industrialists and family businesses who say, I have to look at alternatives. 
the cost of power is too high, and the rea- and the reliability is decreasing. You cannot run industrial organizations like this. Many wind and solar advocates argue that shutting down coal and gas plants is worth the risk and the cost because stop global warming. Now look, folks, the global warming lie has already been exposed. Al Gore started that mess as as far back as I can remember, and he was shown to be a fraud. So now can we get off that lie? However, achieving that goal appears unlikely. Since 2006, the United States has reduced its CO2 emissions by 5 billion tons per year in 2022, or about the same level as 1979, from about 6 billion. Meanwhile, China nearly doubled its CO2 emissions to 11.5 billion tons from 6.5 billion over the same period and has announced plans for 100 new coal-fired plants in the coming years. India also doubled its CO2 emissions during this time to a current level of 2.5 billion tons. While the West's success in reducing emissions is overwhelmed by the rapid growth in developing countries, also not taken into account in green accounting are the CO2 emissions from mining and producing wind turbines and solar panels, nor is there an accounting for the environmental damage from using often pristine land and seascapes to install and operate wind turbines and solar panels. Power plants and transmission lines will be located in areas not accustomed to industrial development, potentially creating opposition, a report by the left-leaning think tank Brookings Institution reads. Wind and solar generation require at least 10 times as much land per unit of power produced than coal or natural gas-fired power plants, including land disturbed to produce and transport the fossil fuels. Germany was forced to restart or delay the closure of about 20 coal-fired plants last year because of the failure of wind and solar to deliver reliable energy, coupled with a boycott of natural gas supplies from Russia. That's part of what appears at the moment to be a multifaceted retreat from net zero mandates across Europe, which also includes delay bans on internal combustion engines and gas stoves. The share of wind and solar in total energy consumption in Germany is only about 5%, indicating a continuing demand for fossil fuels. Despite all government efforts throughout Europe to shift to renewables, fossil fuels still represent 70% of total energy consumption there. Worldwide, fossil fuels make up 80% of energy consumption, and countries such as China and India are investing heavily in new coal-fired power plants. For me, it's not political. It's just pure logic. Economically and environmentally, what is the right thing to do, he said. And unfortunately, wind and solar are not the right thing to do at grid scale. 
It doesn't mean every windmill is bad. It doesn't mean every solar solar panel is bad. But if you try to replace the system with this, you are running into trouble, and Germany is a perfect example. As Europe rethinks its transition to renewables and Asia charges forward with building its coal capacity, the United States is accelerating its dependence on wind and solar generation. We are in a very scary place, Mr. Malloy said. We are headed towards a brick wall, and there is nobody doing anything about it. So we want to thank the righteous judge for his adjudications concerning such. Amen? Amen. At least when you get to heaven, you're not dependent on all of that. Amen? Amen. Brother Marshall, we're ready to pray. Praise the Lord. Father, we come boldly and joyfully before your throne of grace in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for the extravagant, extravagant gift of the Lord Jesus. Thank you that your arm is not too short to save. He said, call upon in a day of trouble, and I will deliver thee, and thou shalt glorify me. So we give you praise and honor, and Father, for your mercies that are new this day and every day, Father, in Jesus' name. And you said in Philippians 4, 6, be careful, that is, be anxious, be careful for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. So we make our requests known to you, Father, in Jesus' name, and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus, even as you remind us that your ways are so much higher than our ways. We thank you, Father, for raising us up together with Christ Jesus, according to Ephesians 2, 6, according to Proverbs 18, 10, according to all of the benefits of Psalm 91. And we claim all those benefits, Father, as we repent and renounce every spirit of ungodly fear and selfishness and trying to figure things out ourselves. We thank you, Father, God, there are some people who are still capable of thinking outside the mind control grid of the global elite who seek to be um, fulfilling Jesus' explanation of Satan's plans because he does know his time is short. And Jesus says in John 10, 10, Danny becomes to steal, kill, and or destroy. But I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. We thank you, Father, for giving Jesus all power in heaven and in earth. We thank you, Father, that Jesus says, and I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom. Whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. And Jesus said, the things I have done, you will do, and greater things than these. So Satan, you and all your underlings, every spirit seeking to kill, steal, and to destroy, coming against proper uh, provisions for all the members of the body of Christ and those that are coming into the body of Christ, including the children, everyone involved, Father God, including the United States and every nation for that matter. We bind you, Satan. We bind every spirit of greed and corruption, every spirit seeking to kill, steal, and destroy, every spirit behind what was in the... Um, pronouncement at uh, the equivalent of Stonehenge they had down in Georgia before. I think you knocked it down, Lord. Somehow, it got knocked down. Anyway, it's not there anymore. The so-called Georgia guys don't, where they, they proudly pronounced what they were trying to do, because you said in your word, Lord, in Isaiah, that you commanded the devil to tell us what he's going to do so we could fear him. If, he's be, if he'd be a god, <laughs> sounded like um, what Elijah did with the prophets of Baal, and he was mocking them. So, Satan, you're bound, and all your underlings, named and not named, are bound. Coming against all those that are, will be members of the body of Christ, in Jesus' name, according to Matthew 18, 18, Matthew 16, 19, Matthew 12, 29, and Mark 3, 20, 
26 and 27. Because Jesus said, first, bind the strong man. So you, the so-called strong man, the mind blinder, all those affecting those people, perhaps they actually think what they're doing is right. Perhaps they actually believe their own lies about the so-called global warming, the global change or whatever. But Father God, I think it's all, uh, some people said it's uh, it's green on the outside, but inside it's bright red, kind of like a watermelon. Kind of past the summertime here in the northern hemisphere, although uh, the saints that might be listening down under, it's the beginning of their summers coming up really soon. So Father God, all of our times are in your hands. Satan, you're bound, or your underlings are bound, seeking to kill, steal, and or destroy. Every spirit of greed, corruption, perversion, every ungodly spirit is bound in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth by the power of the Holy Spirit. Every witchcraft spirit, every spirit trying to control people against their own desires and their own wills, come against all the people to bring in uh, worldwide Marxism, socialism, fascism, whatever they want to call it, Nazism, are bound in Jesus' name. All the ungodly isms and every spirit trying to bring in a new world religion, not based on worship of the one true creator God, worship on their false gods. We bind every mind-controlled spirit, every spirit of rebellion, every spirit of antichrist unloving, every unclean spirit, every spirit of perversion, every ungodly spirit is bound, every spirit of mammon is bound, every spirit of lust of lust, lust of the eye, pride of life, all the marine spirits are bound, asmos, osmos, incubus, succubus, you say to all your underlings, named or not named or bound, appalling or bound, every ungodly spirit is bound in Jesus' name, the name above all names. And thank you, Father, for giving Jesus that power in heaven and earth, because he cannot lie. He only speaks the words you've given him to speak, Father. And we thank you, Father. Jesus says in um, Matthew 28, the very end of this chapter, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the name singular of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. It's one name. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. And Jesus cannot lie. So since he's with us and together with God, nothing shall be impossible. Satan, all your plans to steal, kill, and destroy, cancel, sever, and nullify in Jesus' name because of the bloody covenant. And the Lord says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord is my refuge and my fortress, my God, and him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler, from the northern pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers. And under his wings thou shalt trust his truth. Shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasted at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the most high of the habitation, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee. Thank you, Lord. They shall give his angels charge over thee, bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against the stone. And thou shalt tread, and Jesus cannot lie, thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder. Young lion, the dragon, thou shalt trample under feet. Satan, you're bound, or your underlings are bound, and Jesus can confirm it. Luke ten nineteen, Jesus said, Behold, him depart to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the path of the enemy. Nothing shall by any means hurt you in Jesus' name. So Satan, you're bound, all your underlings are bound, into individual cages. Locked in, locked in, locked in, gags bound of every ungodly spirit. Father, be sent whatever angels you deem to be a prophet, Father God. We just thank you, especially for the angels of the Lord that encamp us round about them, that fears you, Lord, and delivers them to deliver us all. You said, Call upon the, call upon the day of trouble, and I will deliver thee, and thou shalt glorify me. 
Thank you for sending your angels, taking all the Christian occasions, bring them all before the feet of Jesus, be just to torment in your perfect time, because our times are in your hands. And Jesus says, In that day you'll ask me nothing, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. Ask and you shall receive that your joy may be full. In John 16, 23 and 24. And we thank you that your word is forever settled in heaven. Heaven and earth is going to change, but your word is forever settled in heaven. We thank you, Lord. We love you, Abba. Thank you for the spirit of adoption, Father. We love you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for hanging on that tree, taking our cup of cursing. This passage Sabrina's read about in Galatians 3, 13 and 14 today. Thank you for taking our, our curses on that tree that we might receive your cup of blessing. Because he set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me.
Thank you.